0: Hey everybody. I did something a little bit different this episode for the dice roll. So, tell me if you like it or if you conversely hate it. So, I'll know whether to do it again or not. Okay, here we go. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast that is cast in the name of God, so ye not guilty. I'm your host and GM Chrising.
1: Uh I'm Big Matt. The, the player, that was a big O reference, in case you didn't know what we're doing.
0: Yeah, I'm not randomly saying strange words. Um, and welcome to Interlude Part 2 of the Mecha Hack. Uh, last time, your character, October Toby Gray, pilot mm-hmm. of the Grimp Horizon, had joined up with a new mercenary crew, whose job it was to clear out a group called the Nova Scars a trash bandit enclave that was a little bit too close to a neo yamato colony you and your fire team squad mates erica pilot of silhouette zero alice pilot of breaker harmony and racer pilot of titan heavy we're doing pretty good in fact you Tank, and um, heavy
1: what did i say you said titan heavy
0: Oh, sorry. It's a Titan class. It is. Yes, you're correct. Tanker Heavy is the name of the, the mech. It is a Titan class. You were doing pretty well. You were thrashing the, the garbage uh, mechs. And then all of a sudden, a large mechanical monstrosity appeared in the middle of the town, throwing its mechanical tentacles at you at full speed. But before we get into that, it's time for a flashback. You think back to your academy days. You sit in orderly military rows required to write your notes by hand. No one has ever explained to you why you must write your notes by hand. It is simply the tradition. Most of your days so far have been spent drilling tactics and strategy. But today you have a guest lecturer, a woman with a grandmotherly demeanor, wearing a lab coat. You don't remember her name. She reaches into a case at the front of the lecture hall and lifts up a thin metal rod. It's black matte and is about the length of a forearm and as narrow as the sticks of chalk that the professors use. She clears her throat, holds the rod in front of her. You young folks are soldiers, so mostly you'll be concerned about how your mechs operate in battle, how to take advantage of their construction, and how to fix them when they don't work. The rest of it, the science and theory and design behind it don't really matter, or so says the Royal Guard. But there's one concept you must always remember. Donnelly's Law. She holds up this thin metal rod and it starts twisting and turning in her hand, writhing around like an enraged snake. The front row group of recruits jump back startled and as she speaks the tentacle starts manipulating objects in a bag that's on the table first it takes out a cutting board and then an apple and then a paring knife and the knife moves in rapid short little cuts making paper thin slices out of the apple the controls on your mech are crude representations of what the machines are capable of doing there are two processes that run to compensate for that. The first is the predictive AI installed into the mech's body. As you use your mech over and over, the mech itself learns your idiosyncrasies and begins to understand and predict what you want to do even before you finish entering the commands. However, the drawback of that is the AI only help in known repetitive patterns. If the pilot wishes to do something creative or out of the ordinary, the AI will actually attempt to inhibit this maneuver. This is why the second process matters, neural impressions. While completely linking a human mind into a machine is impossible, it is possible for a machine to interpret some of the impressions and desires of the pilot. Nero impressions working together with the AI and the pilot's natural skill and physical control results in the creation of the mechs we have today, 30 meter tall battle machines that have enough dexterity to pick up a child without crushing it. But have you ever wondered why the largest single pilot mechs are only 30 meters tall? Why not 75? The 200? It's because of Donnelly's Law. As size and complexity of a machine increases, the power of neural impression and number of cons- and number of concerted AI rises exponentially. The 30-meter-tall mech is the maximum size that these technologies can reuse effectively. Any larger, and they would lose dexterity and fine motor control. Uh, as she's saying this part, the tentacle in her hand is... Uh, finished slices the apple, Puts the knife aside, and is arranging the apple slices into a tower like a house of cards. This is the size limit for an extremely complex mental input. This unit here in my hand, it can function within nanometers of accuracy. But something like this on the scale of a battle mech is outright impossible. Snap, you're back in the cockpit, watching a tentacle much larger than your mech, moving with extreme precision through the air. Uh, The first time it struck, Silhouette Zero jumped through, cloaked, and intercepted it. Now it's coming crashing down on you again. Uh, You dodge to the side. Your team is uh, forming up close. What the heck is this thing?
1: That doesn't look possible.
0: It's rather an improbable creation, isn't it?
1: They said there was laws about this. You know, principles
0: what we're looking at is physically impossible with known technologies figures every time it's supposed to be an easy operation something goes wrong uh
1: how many times have you run across this captain
0: <laughs> this particular thing never i'm just talking about our luck in general erica can you figure what the heck this thing is i'll need time you heard her we're gonna buy her some time and initiate skill challenge <laughs> So, uh, the goal here is eight successful rolls in order to do this. Um, really you can just describe what you're using and doing and, um, I will tell you which stat to roll off of. Um, so skill challenges like from D&D 4th edition, for example, uh, they employ a penalty every time you try to use the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a little harder to do when we only have four stats. (laughs) Uh, but I will be awarding, um, like advantage and disadvantage depending on how you're describing what we're doing and how many times you try to sort of lean on one particular, um, stat or another. Okay. So this, uh, glowing green tentacle monstrosity is ahead of you, um, and you guys need eight successful rolls. So basically Erica is trying to use the system, the sensor packages on her
1: Mac to figure out what the heck this thing is doing, you need to buy your time. Okay. First, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Code Chaos? Um, I do
0: better now because I was literally watching clips of mecha fights before we got on. So I could kind of get it into my brain.
1: How do you feel about the principle of Nightmare Frame rollerblades? Uh, uh, those are pretty cool and pretty practical. So how do you feel about me having those? Sure. Because obviously it doesn't do much in terms of... Actual change in between mobility from ground and such, but it's cooler when I'm describing things. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's that's totally fine. Okay.
0: Uh, in fact, how- I would probably venture to say that this is probably a unique feature to
1: um, mechs from the Kingdom of Partassica. That would make sense, doubling as like cavalry sort of approach to things.
0: Yeah, and well, well one of the nice things that I thought was was uh, very practical about the mech designs in Code Chaos is that um you know they were also used as patrol vehicles within the city uh and so the the wheels sort of make sense you don't want you know several thousand ton machines stomping on your roads (laughs) all the time (laughs) right (laughs) so it was like okay yeah that makes sense when you're just kind of patrolling around it's gonna have like this like slow drive mode but it could also
1: go fast and it can also jump and, and do all that stuff so yeah, go for it. How how big are these tentacles? Like compared to us?
0: Um, probably double your size. It's it's this thing is huge.
1: Okay, that's actually the answer I was hoping for. So I'm gonna try to zip up to it, jump on top of one, and start like following one of the tentacles. Cool. Uh, roll mobility.
0: Mobility 15 under 19.
1: Uh, so describe that. So he says, you know, go on by us some time. Uh, he drops his little wheel things. And zips off forward, like pretty much immediately as soon as he finishes the sentence, he leaps up uh, towards the one that almost crushed him earlier against that wall, lands on top of it, steadies himself for a second because it, it's still shifting and moving, which is unusual for ground to do, and then he starts speeding along the edge of it, you know, trying to keep in both trying to figure out where they head to and try to keep an eye out for like other tentacles or this uh, the same tentacle trying to whip it back up around.
0: Very cool you hear a little bit of calm chatter. Racer's like, good grief, what is this guy doing? (laughs) I have to admit, I'm rather impressed. So as you're doing this cool sliding thing down the tentacle, one of the other tentacles, as you say, starts to strike. You jump over that one. Another one um, comes around from your blind side, but Breaker Harmony runs up and uses a power roll. Power, eight eight under 13. And just straight up, left cross punch to the side of the tentacle and knocks it off course Just <laughs> and it goes slamming into some other shanty building uh, destroying whatever it was inside so this is the first time that uh, tanker Heavy's actually going to do something you know he's been in this battle the whole time he hasn't really, you haven't really seen him do anything the mech's legs kind of take a steady stance and he loads up the uh, her, her, her chain gun is what he's got the double handed chain gun um and just lets loose basically distracting fire power warning critical failure 20. <laughs> yeah. oh no a critical fail that's a crit fail so he's just firing and it's literally doing nothing but it's just bouncing off of the, the armor plating and he's going ah, this thing's tough Erica,
1: hurry up and figure this thing out. <laughs> he lost patience after three moves.
0: Solomon <laughs> Zero is back in cloak mode and is uh, running along the perimeter, kind of weaving in and out trying to get closer and further away from the tentacles. System 9 under 16. Third success of skill challenge as she's doing like
1: scans on the on the machine.
0: A little more time please a little more
1: time okay so you said there's plating like armor plating is it like one sheer like you can't see any difference in it like it's an actual tentacle or are there like actual plates ah that sounds like a system question well no that's an eye question <laughs> um
0: i mean it's I mean, not it's not a single it's articulated so yeah there's like plates and joints okay there's a lot of them but they're there
1: yeah yeah, yeah. well because i didn't want to keep using mobility over and over that's why hmm um, so I'm going to do a power roll to try to distract it further by trying to jab my sword backwards underneath one of the plates and see if I can like okay. pry it up or at least piss it off. Cool. Power 14 under 15. You stab
0: the sword into the juncture of the plate and you try to lean on it and try to pry it open. You do manage to looks like slow it down for a bit, it, it loses some of its dexterity for a second, but you just can't generate enough force to cause permanent damage of it uh, doing this way, you end up pulling your sword back out. hmm Well, this is a rather tough nut to crack, isn't it, Toby?
1: My name's October. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, now, now, this is called team bonding. <laughs> you should enjoy this. Feel like you're part of a system, part of a team.
1: Is this part of your team-building exercises?
0: Destroying the unknown mechanical monstrosities. Not usually, but we could add it to the repertoire. Fine! (laughs) You feel cheered from her banter, and she rolls an 11 under 12 in presence. Fifth skill check success. (laughs) Okay, Racer, he... (laughs) Let's see, what are we gonna do with him? Hmm. His stats are just so bad. Alright, we're just gonna try it. So he's gonna try to uh, follow you up the tentacle. (laughs) Oh, no, Um, his his idea being his mech is much heavier than yours. He just wants to get on top of the end of it and maybe like slow it down with his sheer weight. Mm. Hmm. His mobility is eight. So let's see how this goes. (laughs) Mobility 14 over eight. (laughs) His mech makes a jump for it. The tentacle moves out of the way way too (laughs) fast. This is literally impossible, right? Nothing can be moving this with this much speed and accuracy with a single pilot.
1: I'm pretty sure at least three of us have said that already.
0: Maybe there's more than one pilot.
1: Okay, um,
0: Erica is going to use the mobility check to try to get really, really close to the head part. Natural one under 13, critical success. So we do see the head. Oh uh, yeah, it's like, so imagine like a big pit Mm-hmm. and you can kind of see like the top of a head gotcha peeking out of the middle of the pit so she just goes where flip flip gets real close and then uh the coking device drops for a second as she extends her left arm and there's like um, a green laser light that runs a, a surface scan across it like, and she collects up I'm giving you guys two successes for that because she rolled a crit. So, you only need one more success. You do see that the tentacles are um, all swooping back toward her since she has now made herself visible.
1: Cool. Uh, what I'm going to do is um, so these tentacles are all still moving, right? They're not yep. just like one at a time, like moving. Right. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, so, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to find one of the parts where like it starts bending up, like when it's moving. Use as a ramp and then leap really high. Do one of those cool anime flips again mm-hmm. and broadcast over all channels. I am October Grey of the Grim Horizon. Fight me, beast. And I'm going to use a presence roll. Presence one under 14.
0: Critical success. Nice. All of the tentacles shoot after you instead. Um, and then temporarily get tangled up because they're
1: coming at you from different angles. I start skating down the different tentacles and jumping from one to another. Like Tarzan in the Disney animated film. (laughs) You know the scene I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I do. So... (laughs) And um, Erica uses the moment to also retreat back. Analysis complete. Painting target. As she's kind of feeding data into your targeting computer the rest of the monstrosities rising out of that hole it does just look like a big mechanical uh, octopus with uh mostly like a green hue to the metal and then of course for effect glowing red eyes it lets out its mechanical monstrous <laughs> sound and on your targeting computer there's like a red hexagon appears on part of its head I need this panel to be destroyed.
1: All right. That's fine. We got close that close before.
0: Just the one, huh? Yes. Once that one panel is destroyed, I will need a little bit of cover to override its internal compu- computer systems. Very well, then.
1: <laughs> she knocks her fists together.
0: It's been a while since I've had a bit of calamari.
1: Remember, we can't really tank this thing. Gotta move fast and hard.
0: Aw, oh, it's adorable. Tommy's concerned about me. <laughs>
1: uh.
0: Rolling Initiative, Grim Horizon, three under 19. Silhouette Zero, 15 under 16. Breaker Harmony, 15 over 13. Tanker Heavy, 15 over eight. Okay, so welcome to boss fight rules. Um, it's not really that different other than normal, it's just um, they get two turns. That's it? Huh,
1: I thought yeah. Get more. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, it gets two turns. Wait, let me just double check that. So I think it's like four actions total. Right. Two turns per moment. May act once after the first initiative group and then again after the second. It's bonus armor points equal to twice the number of mecha in the fire team. Oh, okay. So they get eight extra bonus points. Uh, bosses get tougher the longer you fight them. After being reduced to half their total hit points, their damage die increases by one
1: step. Oh no, it's an actual boss battle.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like these rules. I, I really do. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. All right, so you, Erica, and then it, and then the other two, and then it, and then so. Uh,
1: what rage, range band are we from the head?
0: You are currently at, um, shoot. I'm just going to, I can't remember their terms.
1: I'm going to use the It's close. Flight. It's close, near, far, distant. Okay, you're near. Awesome. That's all I needed. So I am going to move towards it. I don't think you want me to, do you want me to roll on that one? No, you don't need to roll that. Okay, I'm going to move into close range. And I am going to use Reckless Attack, assuming it works. So that is going to be a power roll. Eight under 15 connects. So I lose two armor and I roll two damage die. That is 14. 14 damage? Mm Mm-hmm. Jeez, you hit hard. Well, because I rolled D8s. Oh, that's right. Oh, and my reactor die three is good. All right, describe it. So, you know, they, they start, you know, they give the instruction, like, move out and all that. He again wheels of play and he zips off again immediately without any hesitation at all. And he's just kind of doing that casual you know whenever you have a mech flying towards like a capital ship and it's dodging bolts and just slightly moves from side to side because it has enough you know speed and movement to basically gauge where everything is moving. Mm-hmm. Or, or even more, more apt for you you know Kung Fu where like someone that's really good at the dodging and interpretation like they don't have to move away from you at all they just kind of you feel like you're not hitting anything because it just kind of like moves around you. You you only need to move exactly the
0: distance you need to
1: move. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So every time a tentacle comes by, like that's all he's doing is like just enough to like move by. And like at one part, he dodges by when one of them tries like punch at him. And he like drags his hand along the side of it as he's rolling. Just just, you know, running his fingers along it, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And when he gets within range, he uh, like speed skater hunches down real low. And moves real fast. Uh, one of the tentacles moves to like sort of deflect him, but he rolls under it, but it scrapes him up, ab- you know, scrapes him up because again, giant heavy mech, but he has enough room to keep squeezing through past it. And then he does kind of like a spin um, with his wheels, you know, like when you skate and you have your feet pointing opposite directions and mm-hmm. you do like that yeah. slow sort of thing. He does that real quick and backstabs into the plate. Cool. And we'll see if it pays yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> So there is definitely like a layer of armor plating that
0: was on top of it. And this strike just shears it straight off. It had eight armor points. So you're destroying all of them. Hooray. Uh, and you do you know additional damage on top of that. So now you're, you're posed really cool on top of the head. Erica is moving in a uh, circle strafe pattern and uh, announces over the comm, engaging explosive rounds. And you see her mech goes
1: something into her revolver and she takes aim and blam 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 does she have a cool mechanism for loading different bullets into her gun especially since it's a revolver oh um like the cylinder pops to the side but like in her forearm like a little tube pops out that's exactly (laughs) what i was
0: just thinking like there's a compartment in her arm where the, the cylinder pops out to the left and uh-huh. then the, the thing comes out from her arm and it goes, just like, loads it straight in. Yeah, that's and then exactly what it she Snaps I'll... her wrist back and it's back into position. Power roll, 11 eats 11. Damage, 2d6 for explosive rounds, 8 damage inflicted. It is now the uh, Robo Monster's turn. So it's going to attack you first. Okay. Um, wait, where'd it go? Okay, here we go. Yes. So. Uh, Oh, actually, it's going to attack two. Uh, yes, I can attack two. Oh no, two close targets or one far target. Far, okay, uh, yeah, it's going to attack you. Okay, mobility three under nineteen. You dodge out of the way of that first one, and then it uh, that tentacle arcs around, and then the end opens up to, to to deploy its beam weapon, and it takes aim at Erica. Oh no! So that's a mobility check. Oh, I'm sorry. What was your role? 3 under 19 3 okay you're fine uh, it is a plus 4 to all of your rolls because of the hit die difference for dodging you,
1: you mean the size difference
0: uh it's so yeah like hit die difference is is a uh, difficulty
1: oh okay okay yeah so this is a level 5 enemy so it's like the what dc or the challenge rating the, yeah cr right correct basically. okay
0: right got, and got it, so it. it will do um what is it all actually i think it's Shoot. Oh well. You know what? I write it in math. I'm gonna let it go. Um, it's actually all the rules I forgot is, is plus four. So actually Erica should have missed, but whatever. I oh, it okay. It. Um, okay, let's see if she can pull off her mobility check here. Mobility 10 plus 4. 14 over 13. Silhouette 0 hit. Receives 3 damage.
1: Oh no, beam weapons ignore armor. Uh 1d10.
0: Or I'm sorry, 1d12. It's only three. She's fine. Dang. So <laughs> scrapes the left hip uh, portion of the torso but she's okay other part of the team okay so to follow up the laser axe is redeployed and breaker harmony is going straight for the charging strike move nice charging strike power 15 plus 4 over 13 attack failed reactor holding so i got hit <laughs> She strikes with a laser axe with the charging strike, but does not manage to pull... Or the armor is too thick, and she misses the target area that you opened up for it. Um, but she's still there, so she's just going to go ahead and attack again. And it doesn't count as a double action because that charging strike is counted as a move. Okay. Melee attack. 13 plus 4. 17 over 13. Attack fail. Yeah, just swings again, but the... Squid Monster is shifting back and forth and messes up her balance and aim. <laughs> Stand still. confounded! it. <laughs> Racer um, is kind of irritated. So far, he's done not a lot, um, and so <laughs> he uh, is he just gonna shoot or is he? Okay, yeah, he's just going to close. Okay, so he's gonna remain at near distance, but he is going to deploy barricade mode. so if you remember the description of tanker heavy had those metal plates on his back as if he was like a turtle Uh uh-huh so it kind of shifts its way forward and all those plates go and boom 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 boom, boom, into the ground to create a cover and then there's like you know um, extra support struts that deploy from the back of the of the shielding and and his feet and all sorts of stuff so in barricade mode, um, I do have to roll reactor. He reduces all of the damage by one half, um, and he can act as cover for any anyone that's near him, or I'm sorry, close to him. Cool. Um, but he does have disadvantage on mobility checks, and he cannot move until he disengages barricade mode. <laughs> um, I have to roll reactor. Reactor six. Okay, his reactor is fine. So if you if you want, you can always just pop in and, and use that as a um, piece of shielding. And then he's going to unleash with the chain gun again. Ranged attack 13 plus 4, 17 over 13. Attack fail. Ah, uh, crack! Crack! The Ultra Monster has another turn. Um, and what it does, is it lets out its rumble, like it's a mechanical roar again. That, but at. A much louder volume and this is some sort of sonic attack and it's going to hit everybody. Okay. Um, It is a presence check.
1: Uh, Is it still with the plus four? Uh, Correct. Okay. Then I'm at 16 over 14. Okay.
0: So that means the only person that passed it is actually racer. So it's roll, you have to roll reactor and it's 1d6 damage. Oh, I'm sorry. It's only two closer near target. So I'm going to pick, I guess the closest would make sense. So Mm -hmm. you and Alice. Yeah. So 1d6 and then roll reactor.
1: So I rolled a 2 for damage. Uh, Does that go into hit points too or armor points or no? Um, You choose when you use armor. Okay. Uh, I'll send it to HP and then I'll roll a reactor. And I got a 3, so I'm good. All right. Your turn again. Okay. We are going to do another um, reckless attack. I rolled a 10 plus 4 is 14 under 15. I made it. That's 9 damage and the reactor is okay impressive so this one was i got hit with the rumble like lost the footing and like scraped off like one of the legs or something that I was standing on i landed on the ground um and what i did this time is i let one of the tentacles hit me when it came to like sweep across and as i was moving with it i climbed on top of it and used the momentum to propel upward again to land on top of the head and do another strike into that plate nice <laughs>
0: All right, all right. You don't have to show off,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you can see it's looking pretty beat up. Every time I do that, I have to use, uh, I have to burn two armor points. Geez, so it's like
0: it's almost like the in my head, it's like the the extra armor around the joints and stuff. As you're pushing it past its capacity, it starts splintering off and shattering.
1: Not only that, but it's you're ignoring damage to make damage oh that makes sense because it's a a reckless move so you know it can be you're mechanically doing something reckless with your machine that it shouldn't do but it could also just be reckless as in that's dumb to do from a you know tactical standpoint Mm -hmm.
0: so good news uh while you were doing your cool cool description I quickly did all the rolls for Erica (laughs) so she gets two actions first it was to re-engage her cloaking devices (laughs) goes invisible starts moving along the battlefield, jumps up on top of a dusty old, um, what looks like it used to be a hangar of some sort and and kind of takes up a sniping position there with her revolver. So when she rolls from invisible, she gets advantage on attack rolls. Nice. Attack roll with advantage due to cloaking. First roll, 15, failure. Advantage roll, natural one, critical success, engaging double damage. Did you double sixes? Well here's the thing. So cars? her damage is six. Her base damage is six. Uh huh. When she attacks from cloak, she does an extra d6. Uh-uh. She also had explosive rounds, which is another extra d6. Uh huh. Um, so that means she did three d six of damage. She rolled ten. So she did twenty points of damage. <laughs> twenty points of damage. You did twenty three points of damage already. <laughs> its max HP is forty. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so you do that cool thing, and I was like, all right, no need to show off. And then you disconnect, I assume, your sword and like hop aside. Yeah. Um, and from Erica's point of view, she's got something on her HUD that looks like a crazy reticle, like,
1: and
0: it, it goes and it zooms in much further than it probably should be able to. <laughs> And you can see she's tapping at her controls with like minuscule motions to adjust the aim and fires a single shot zeroed in on the exact deepest impact that you put with your sword. That single explosive round lands exactly where it needs to. It explodes out and there's almost a gushing like action to it where the skin sort of peels away, and there's like this sort of green electrical fire that erupts from that point. Um, Erica overcomes, like, men. Fall back, fall back to behind the commander. Okay, then. Silhouette Zero zips in very quickly. The tentacles are writhing in all sorts of directions. She leaps up. The green exploding electrical fire fades. Roll a system check for me. System three under 10. When the left arm of the mech extends, you can see that the fingers and the hand kind of morph into something else. But not like components rising and falling and locking into place like you're used to. It's almost like the whole exterior shape of the mech changes. She stabs her hand into that area and then uh, a couple of seconds later, the whole thing goes and the tentacles fall flat and the red lights go out. She leaps off of the side and rejoins the rest of you while Tanker
1: Heavy is unloading out of barricade mode. That's all it takes to hack things? I would have been doing that all along.
0: It's a little more involved than just putting your hand on it.
1: What was that?
0: Well, it's a gigantic octopus.
1: No, her hand.
0: Oh, don't pay it any mind, dear. We didn't talk about your rollerblades, did we?
1: <laughs> well, what's to talk about? They're wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, guys. Job's done.
1: Did they know about this?
0: Uh, they're claiming not. Boss is trying to get us some hazard pay, though.
1: Well, that's fine, then. Everybody okay? Little banged up?
0: Oh, yes. Just fine. I'm sure the mechanics will have a jolly old time repairing our stuff. (laughs) I'm fine. Good. Hey, Gray. Sir? Nice work out there. Glad to have you aboard.
1: Thank you, sir. yeah uh
0: that's the end mission card shows up the you it
1: it calculates your ranking for that mission um (laughs) time and damage and damage taken yeah uh (laughs) you're you're getting all the all the good all the good stats did i get an s grade
0: uh yes you got s rank for that mission heck yeah uh it unlocks uh it says, Unlock Character Costume,
1: uh, October Grey Loungewear. <laughs> okay, this isn't Persona 5. <laughs> um.
0: So anyway, the, the dropship comes back and scoops you guys up, takes you back to Midnight Tempest. When you get back, uh, K- Racer seems to be very interested in going back to the bridge, as do the rest of them, so I assume you follow. Yeah. As you enter the bridge, you can see he's on a call. You can't tell me that you didn't know there was some kind of giant monstrosity down there. That's why you sent the best to go take care of it, didn't you? I assure you, sir, we had no clue. No clue? Then why didn't you just send in your own mechs to do the job? I'm putting my peoples on the line out there. We understand that this was an unforeseen obstacle. In order to... Smooth our relations, we would like to offer you bonus pay. That's right, you're gonna uh, offer us bonus pay. You're gonna pay us triple. You can see uh, Racer raises his eyes like, oh, triple, that seems a little (laughs) ambitious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The guy on the other line looks off to the left of the screen as if conferring with somebody, looks back. Very well, triple your fee will be deposited to your account. I hope this clears up any misunderstandings. Yeah, well, you know, we got it done. Nobody died. Guess we can call it even. And then he's like rubbing his uh, hand and his mechanical hand together. And he's like, triple, triple the fee. And I had already mocked them up 50% because they were Neo Yamato.
1: (laughs) I was really hoping that I was really hoping that they're going to go like, you know, thank you for choosing to work with Neo Yamato. Like very (laughs) corporate about it. Like, (laughs) I assume you're going to properly cut us
0: in there, boss I oh, uh, didn't know you guys were here already Should have asked for quadruple <laughs> But I mean, yes, yes, I'll properly pay you off Especially you, Gray, Toby Gray Amazing October. work down there I knew I picked the right mate for the job, didn't I? If you say so, sir now now, don't be so formal. Go and celebrate your victory, though. Believe me, there'll be enough fighting to do soon enough. Gotta keep the keep the output turning, you know? <laughs> Alright, dismiss a lot of you. Racer takes out his little cylinder, opens it, drinks it, puts it back into his coat, and wanders off again. Um, Alice and Erica have like a brief conversation. They keep glancing at you. And then, um, Alice kind of gives her a nod, grabs Erica by the shoulders, gives her another nod, and then Alice leaves the area. Erica is waiting by the bridge door, like seemingly waiting for you.
1: I'll walk up to her. Erica, good work out there.
0: Yes, you as well. I just wanted to say that your use of the uh, roll stabilizers is very impressive, even if it's a little unconventional.
1: There's a lot of things about my mech that are unconventional.
0: Yes, I was hoping that maybe you would allow me to take a look at it sometime.
1: Sure, just, uh, don't change things without asking first.
0: Uh, of course not. I, We haven't had much access to Kingdom of Partasica mechs recently, and, well, the, the few that I've managed to study have been pretty badly damaged
1: beyond re- repair. Yeah, no, you can look at it. Um, just don't worry too much about things. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> Some of the modifications I've done are a little questionable. But they're there for oh. a reason, so you mean they are
0: outside of normal operating parameters? That would be questionable to the pilot's safety.
1: Yes. For example, well, you, I, I'm sure you're very familiar with how these mechs work, with the AI principles and all that. She nods. But you also know that it's based on repetitive decisions. This is a striker. A striker can't be a successful striker. Can't rely on repetitive. So if I do something that is unexpected, that I feel the mech might try to throw me off on, I turn off the AI. (laughs) (laughs) I see. And by
0: doing so, you also take off the safety limiters.
1: Yes. Uh, It's the deadhead switch.
0: (laughs) Fascinating. Well, I look forward to the opportunity to study it a bit. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, bye. (laughs) (laughs) She scampers off. When you enter the
1: hallway, you see Alice is waiting for you there. Uh, I pause and I enter my menu and put on my (laughs) loungewear.
0: It's interesting. It's the first time I've ever seen her voluntarily want to speak to someone.
1: Well, I'm sure it's just because, like she said, she hasn't seen many of the Kingdom's mechs in a long time.
0: Yes, I do tend to get a bit carried away whenever I see Kingdom mechs. I had a
1: feeling that was the case. <laughs> 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 but I have to say, breaker harmony in action. Not something many people get to see. Well, not many get to see and survive. That's true. I was trying to leave the grizzly part out, but yes.
0: <laughs> uh, what's the fun if you take the grizzly part out of it?
1: You're, you're a very interesting person,
0: Alice. She sort of just like shakes her head and like kind of adjusts her posture. Sorry, it takes me a little while to get out of battle mode. Happens to the best of us. Listen, Toby, October. there's something you should know about Erica if you're going to continue on, and it seems like you are. I am. And I should note that Commander Racer and I differ greatly in how we broach this subject to our new crewmates, but I get a good feeling about you. What's his method? Oh, what do you think it is? Keep it
1: close to the vest. Don't tell anybody anything. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and yours is, once you've vetted them, best to get it out as soon as possible.
0: Yes, well, I tend to tell things to people if I know that I, if I feel that I can trust them or know that I can kill them, or both.
1: Wouldn't it be interesting if I asked where in that category I lied?
0: Well, let's just say that, um...
1: I didn't ask. I just said when to be interesting. Hmm, very well we met erika about a year
0: ago we found her in her mech silhouette zero there was a escort mission for a rescue and recovery post-battle between a group of kingdom forces and neo yamato her mech was amongst the wreckage she was barely alive and against my better judgment i decided not to tell the kingdom search and recovery crew that we had found her after all she seemed to be bathed in experimental technology so more than likely of the neo yamato side last thing i needed to do was get that girl to them the boss was quite cross with me with that decision but deep down under all that mechanical spideriness he's a bit of a softy so we got her to a doctor and fixed her up scooped up her mech tried to find all the Requisite pieces to it as it were by the time she woke up Well, she had no memory. I see the only thing she knew how to do was operate her mech and Had a great deal of technical knowledge outside of that nothing Not even a name. I gave her the name. So as you can imagine. She's a bit of a recluse um, And we tried to be very protective of her. I think there's something peculiar about her when the doctors brought her back they seemed nervous unwilling to delve into the complexities of what happened or what she is or where she's from but they did hint at that the fact that there's components of her body in her bionics and
1: machines, that are not standard operations part of that might not be unwilling so much as unable
0: Yes, well, to be honest with you, I'm not particularly interested in digging up that anthill of her past. I imagine that if we did start figuring it out, that we'd get a lot of unwelcome attention to whoever it is that built that mech and modified her body. She won't let anyone work on that mech. It's full of experimental secret technology that none of us understand anyway. One of the few things she does seem to remember is this obscene possessiveness over that mech. I see. Anyway, you seem like a good enough bloke that you're not going to try to take advantage of the fact that she has no functional memory, so she slaps you on the back a little <laughs> bit
1: too hard. <laughs> I stumble forward slightly.
0: <laughs> Just thought I'd catch you up, old chum.
1: I appreciate it. And don't worry, we're a team, right? Hmm. Glad you think so. Interesting answer. I start walking away. And as you walk
0: down the hallway of Midnight Tempest, we pull out and... Watch as the ship prepares for its next mecha mission.
1: End of episode! Hooray!
0: Yeah! That was pretty cool. Okay, that was very cool. Um, So those of you interested in running this game, I would not put a level 5 enemy against a level 1 crew. (laughs) Last time when we played it, I kind of left level 1 to level 1. It felt good, but I wanted this battle to be a little tougher. I thought about level 3, and then I went, "Eh, I don't know, level 3 seems too easy, so I went level
1: 5. I mean, we were able to do it because of lucky rolls, but, I mean, that's kind of what you feel like you would need, I feel, like, thematically. If you're fighting an unknown, monstrous, giant mech, you're going to need lucky rolls.
0: (laughs) It works, too, because October's stats are so good.
1: Yeah. No, I got I got real lucky on those, as I um, always do. Yeah, well that's true.
0: <laughs> that's my that's lucky my natural and lucky that's rolls. my
1: that's my natural trait in life is lucky stat rolls.
0: <laughs> in the um, in the Fallout universe, your luck stat is round eight. <laughs> but no, it did feel good. Um, I actually used a I modified a stat block from a. Wait, hold on, what is it called? It's got a pretty cool name. So, is it one of the kaiju things? Yeah, it's one of the kaiju. <laughs> A kaiju tyrant is what I use. Um, and I didn't use all of the aspects of it, but it, it was um, basically what I needed oh, you, to use. You
1: didn't use the bat-like wings?
0: <laughs> I did not. Well, because I already described it as <laughs> giant... Uh, and underground yeah underground squid monster so mostly i just use the the battle part of it i thought about doing the acidic blood and just reskinning it as like electrical damage but yeah um a- after a couple of rounds of me not being able to hit anything i was like oh <laughs> it better not be doing extra damage to me." but uh, it would have been okay it would have been uh,
1: fine but, yeah
0: well anyway uh that's that's that um you know, we're doing a bunch of other cool and new stuff mm-hmm. around here. Um, mm-hmm. Streaming mm-hmm. is a thing we do now. So that's uh, twitch.tv slash ingdaydreams.
1: And I'm occasionally videos. I'm occasionally at twitch.tv slash thebrothermat.
0: So follow us so we can get that sweet, sweet twitch money for having enough followers, I guess.
1: Um, and I, I did the uh, the brother Matt intentionally to separate branding from cell zero specifically so that I would not besmirch the good name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Um,
0: so yeah, we're doing that. There's actually, I also made a YouTube channel, um, YouTube, just search in daydreams, uh, where I'm, I'm kind of putting some of the stuff I stream on there. um, Right now, I've been doing Persona 5 Strikers. I also did two kind of oddball streams. I did one, which was behind the scenes on how I edit podcasts. I was actually editing the first episode of the Mecha Interlude. So you can watch me spend an hour editing five minutes of audio. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I did one last that, Friday, that, which by, was- by the way,
1: that stream was the proof of perfect is the enemy of good. <laughs> yeah, well, I've...
0: I- I will tell you that that five minutes took longer, and then the rest of them did not take as oh, long. Okay. I didn't go. Yeah, uh, it's hard when you're building the first set of sounds, once you kind of built them, then you're just copying and pasting. So, like, once I figured out laser axe, then I just knew I could just re- redeploy laser axe down the line. So. And I where where do you symbol snake? <laughs> yeah, where do you symbol snake? <laughs> so if you want to know where a symbol snake is, you can go check out that that recording of that stream. Um, I also did one last Friday. I did a one about ranking all the stories I consumed in February, and then I did a writing exercise where we made our own Studio Ghibli protagonists, and those were both fun. So, you know, watch the Twitter, watch, you know, just keep keep an eye out for when I do these kinds of things if you're interested in learning more behind the scenes stuff or you want to watch me be bad at Persona 5 Strikers. also, patreon.com slash zero. We're doing more chit chat. We're doing more behind the scenes stuff there. Um, you can join the discord, which is a super fun place to be. And um, and
1: I just uh, revealed to Chris that you can have custom emojis on the discord by adding a couple that I made.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is so just we have- taking,
1: I just took the pixel versions of the uh, of people that I've made in the past and I just gave them white outlines and uploaded them. So they're kind of okay. No, they're cute. There's there's a there's Tazi, there's Kobe, there's Click,
0: and then there's oh, Er. It's,
1: <laughs> it's Old Man Kachak.
0: Oh old Man Kachak. yeah, and then there's Er.
1: And um, um the uh the Alliance Starboard.
0: Yes, the Alliance Starboard. So hang out with us on, on Discord, that's fun. Um what else? What else? What else? What else? CellZero so, is the regular website which has all the links to everything I just talked about. So if you forgot all of it, just go
1: SilZero Media.com. And Chris is at on Twitter at ingdaydreams. I am at SilZeroMatt, S-I-L-Z-E-R-O-M-A-T-T.
0: And until next time, uh shoot. I should I open with big O. What's what's another mech thing that I need to reference? Um
1: No nah, no bye. <laughs> da, ba, 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 ba. That that's briefing you. Okay, bye.